0: We give you the praise, amen. As we're staying, we go to the word of the Lord, Genesis, the 37th chapter, amen, Genesis 37, a few verses there, Uh, familiar story, Uh, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. When his brethren saw him, uh, saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably with him joseph dreamed a dream and he told it his brethren and they hated him yet the more hey amen that's the uh that's what happens when you show favor to a, one child more than the other uh, it doesn't work out well it didn't work out well for joseph hey amen so we're going to talk about that tonight turn to a few people greet them as you're seated this evening Amen. Most of the time, uh, most of the time, commercial airlines are the most uh, economical way to travel. Obviously, depending on where you're going and the distance that you have to go. Uh, if you're looking to travel across the country, then it's obviously no question it would be the best choice to fly as opposed to driving, uh, especially with these gas prices nowadays. Uh, it costs much less, and the travel time, you can't even compare a day of driving or a few hours of flying. Uh, and so it definitely has its benefits. Uh, shorter distance of travel, it, it might make more sense to drive than to fly. Uh, you could get to Orlando quicker by driving than flying. Uh, when you calculate all the time that is spent at the airport, uh, the flight itself is maybe an hour, I don't know, uh, but getting into there and, uh, you, know, you know, the process, um, having to go through all the, the TSA lines and all those things, um, uh, but the uncertainties of the actual flight, uh, you know, is always that, uh, that uncertainty down inside of this is going to be my last flight Um, but, uh, you're praying that you get a good seat, uh, praying that this person sitting next to you is a pleasant human being, um, and, um, then you take off, you got to endure the most dangerous part of the flight, and that is the takeoff. Uh, you might think, and we might think, the most dangerous part of the flight is when you're 30,000 feet up, because that's, you're further from the ground, um, and, um, you definitely feel a lot closer to God up there, not just because physically you're there, but probably because you've already prayed many times to get you up there. Uh, but in fact, the um, uh, the the most the pilots say the most dangerous part of the flight is not when you're up in the air, in the clouds, but uh, they say that an engine can go out while you're up there and you may not even realize it. That's comforting to know. Uh, and... Um, they say the most dangerous part of the is the takeoff or landing, because when something goes wrong at that time, there is the risk for greater damage and death is, is very high. And at those parts, uh, in the air, planes have all the space in the world uh, to respond and to coast and float, unless just somehow it just breaks in half. Then, then you know that's pretty much it. But uh, any other mechanical damages, issues that come up, uh, you have a lot of time. I don't ever want to experience that, but I'm just taking somebody else's word for it, that you have a lot of time to respond uh, for the airplane to make a landing. Uh, but if something happens at takeoff, you're so close to the ground, you don't have that space or that liberty to, to, to hover around uh, because you haven't uh, picked up that uh, speed and, and able to coast. Uh, A commercial airline needs a runway of 6,000 feet long, over a mile long, in order to reach the appropriate speed to safely lift off the ground, 6,000 feet. And if you are a thrill seeker and you want to go even higher, you can uh, book a ticket on uh, those uh, spaceships, uh, airplanes slash slash spaceships, that will take you much higher uh, over fifty thousand feet in the air, uh, closer to the stars. Uh, but the higher that you want to go, the more it's got to cost you. Uh, it costs you more um, with more money and more time, more preparation and more resources. And it even costs you more runway to go up higher. They need—they say they need twelve thousand feet of a runway to get you even higher in the air. So normal, normal heights and distance, you can go 6,000 feet, but if you want the big planes, they need 12,000 feet to get you up there. Um, but uh, that's what you need to get there. Unless you want to strap yourself to a rocket or a space balloon, uh, then you can go straight up. Uh, you don't need a runway. But I can't even imagine the the cost of that. They say that it costs $10,000 per pound uh, to send something into space. And so step on the scale and multiply that by 10, and uh, that's how much it would cost to get you up into space. Um, And so the issue with going uh, straight up to your destination is that you have to be prepared for it. If you are not prepared to go straight up, if you haven't gone through the proper training, you're not going to last very long at your destination. Can you imagine an astronaut who goes straight up to his destination, uh, but can you imagine the, the astronaut that didn't have any training and went straight up? How, how long would he last up there? Uh, if your dream was to go to the space station, and if we're going to if we're gonna send you tomorrow, uh, wouldn't that be a dream come true? Uh, literally, you'd go straight up to your dream, right? Um, but uh, how 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 would you really enjoy it uh, if you hadn't put in the time to prepare for that dream? When you have a goal or dream, um, don't we uh, we kind of expect it to just to, just to go straight up? Um, we got a goal in mind. And, poof, let's just not waste any time. Let no 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 need for a runway. Let's just get on the rocket. and We'll go straight up, straight to our dream. If it hasn't happened within a week, then we kind of maybe kind of give up on it, we forget about it, or maybe we'll lose a little bit of faith in God. And uh, the truth is, is that God is not going to put you on a rocket if you're not ready to go on a rocket. But while all of our dreams and our uh, things in our minds, we kind of put them on a rocket, and we say it's not going to be very long till we reach that destination because we're hopping on a big rocket, but... um, uh, maybe we'll uh, arrive uh, there quickly, but are we ready for our destination? Will be we ready when we get there? If we arrive at uh, tomorrow or a few months or a few years, but any arrival too soon, and it, things are not going to work out uh, if you get there too quickly. I, I know people that have been uh, catapulted into positions too quickly and what always happens is, is they crash and burn. Uh, something happens, something's exposed, and, and what happens is, is they were put on a rocket and, and moved up so quickly. And they get to that place, that destination, and, and their character or their training or whatever is not, they don't have it to, to endure that type of pressure there. And what happens is many times uh, it, it crashes and burns and, and doesn't end up in a good way. Uh, they fold under the pressure, and everyone gets to witness their meltdown because they were strapped to a rocket and launched into a place that they uh, weren't ready to be in. Uh, and that is kind of the long and short of the man that is in our our text tonight. Uh, Joseph, uh, he, Israel loved him more than all his children because he was a son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors and when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him as can be expected. Uh, the sibling rivalry, and when he got all brothers, uh, the rivalry rivalry is probably pretty cutthroat. And uh, coming out with a um, a coat of many colors is not going to help. Uh, and so they could not even speak peaceably with him. That's how much they this disdain they had for him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And so he obviously was not in a good position. Uh, He was hated by his brothers even before he told them of his dreams, and because of what he said, they hated him yet the more. And so why did they hate Joseph? Because obviously they say his father loved him more than them and made them a special coat and garment, and... It just wasn't any coat. It was uh, a coat that represented favor. A coat that represented favor. Favor that Joseph had with his father that they did not have. Uh, Favor is something that you can't buy. Although everybody wants favor, uh, you can't buy it. It doesn't come with a price. Uh, Joseph's brothers, uh, they could have bought a coat with many color, colors, but that would not have given them the favor that came with uh, Joseph's coat, because favor is priceless. Uh, Exodus 3 tells us uh, uh, God is speaking to his people, I will give this uh, people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her, of her neighbor and her of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver, of gold, raiment. And ye shall put upon them, uh, upon your sons, your daughters, and ye shall have the spoil of the Egyptians. And, uh, and so uh, Exodus 12 and 35, it says, uh, the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver, of gold, and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in their sight, uh, in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Now, that's kind of, you kind of thinking about that whole scenario, you kind of scratch your head, like how did that even happen? how did these people even get this? But uh, that's where the favor of God comes in because you can't figure that out. You can't put a price tag on that. What happens is God moves on the heart of somebody else for the benefit of you, for the benefit of the child of God. And so when the Israelites went knocking to their Egyptian neighbors and said, hey, can I have some silver? They weren't asking for salt uh, or sugar. They were asking for silver and gold and jewels and clothes and all these things and and the Egyptians said sure yeah here's some gold here's some silver like where where does that ever happen if you know where that happens let me know let us all know and we'll go asking for silver and gold and all those things but uh things like that that's miracles that can only happen through the hand of God uh, when he moves on people's hearts and we can we can do all we want we can have the best sales pitch and have all the facts lined up and and have our of our best suit on and all that and we can get nowhere but all it takes is for God to sweep in the room and to begin to touch the heart of that person and you can ask them for anything and they say sure here you go do you need anything else and you left with there with your jaw dragging the floor because of what God can do, amen, it's amazing how much more God can do than we can ever do. And so uh, Exodus chapter 38 says that uh, in calculations, uh, Israel, the Israelites got 2,800 pounds of gold. Uh, and and so I don't know, a pound of gold is 15, 20,000 bucks. I don't know Uh, if you have, if you know, let me know, uh, help you carry that around if you need. Um, and and so we're talking like maybe $50 million, uh, that they asked for, for their neighbors and almost 10,000 pounds of silver. That's two and a half million dollars if somewhere around there. And, And so people work all their life. Striving to reach $50 million. And with the favor of God, in one night, Israel asked the Egyptians for all their valuables and they just gave them over them instant millionaires overnight because of the favor of God. You can't put a price tag on that. You can't you can't put that in a calculator and figure that out. I mean, that only comes from being the people of God and from the favor of God working in your life and in your situation. Uh, that is how valuable favor is and you cannot buy it. I, can I tell you that uh, tonight that your heavenly father loves you so much that he uh, wants to give you favor as well. And we, we can attest to the favor of God. How many they've experienced the favor of God in your life, where God just kind of works situations around, people have given you things, or, or, or outcomes have come, be, not because of your ability, but because God moved on the heart of that person, and, 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 and it, you're, just, you're just in awe and amazement of, of what God can do. Isaiah 61 and 10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels, God has given his people a coat, a garment of salvation, something that he purchased with his blood, and I'm thankful for that garment of salvation that I did not deserve, but God puts upon me that I know and I can feel the favor of God. And so don't tell me he doesn't know where you're at or what you're going through. You are his child, and he has clothed you, and he has. we have the favor of God in all life. Proverbs 8.35 says, For whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Psalms 5 and 12, for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous, with favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. And so with, with God's hand on our life, uh, with his favor, we are a special individual. We are priceless, uh, and I don't care what the world says about you, we are valuable in the sight of God. Uh, they may not treat us right, and uh, they may not say nice things about us, but in God's eyes, we we are precious and we are valuable and we are blessed because God has given us a coat and we have the favor of God and that is something that this world cannot buy. I'll tell you what, when uh, the, the judgment of God hits this world and uh, the, the, the fire comes down and brimstone and all these things come in, I bet you everyone's going to be looking for uh, a, a coat of favor from God uh even though they made of mocked uh, mocked us and made fun of us there'll come a time when they when they will wish that they had that coat on the coat of salvation that will uh they will escape uh the judgment to come uh but that's only those that have that coat given by god and i'm thankful for that and, and so what do uh people do when they see somebody with something that they want but they cannot have uh you know they'll Make fun of them, mock them, uh, tear them down. Uh, if they're crazy enough, they'll kill them, or beat them up, or leave them for dead. I mean, it's, that happens nowadays. It's 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 crazy. It's really sad uh, to see hear the stories where you know people shoot somebody at a McDonald's because they get get their order wrong or something, or, or just these random just uh, hitting people, knocking them out on the street, and beating and hitting old people. Uh, Just for the fun of it. I mean, that's the society we live in. uh, And uh, the the godlessness that's running these streets. uh, And God forbid that you have something that they want. Um, And and so uh, that does not sit well with uh, people that especially are that greedy and selfish that they want to do others harm. And and that's where Joseph was. His brothers, uh, they didn't want his coat, but they wanted the favor. The favor of their father that uh, Joseph had, and that's why they are jealous and envious and bitter, and all those things are wrapped up with uh, something that somebody else has that you, you don't have, uh, and so that's why we don't need to uh, waste our emotions or our or, or energy or, or effort um, getting upset with others uh, because the uh, Bible teaches us that God is, will supply all of our needs, uh, and so why are we concerned about what other, somebody else has? If I don't have it, I, I'm not going to go to them to get it. God, God will provide my needs. And uh, I can, we can just go to God with all of our needs and he will make sure that uh, we are taken care of. But when we get envious and jealous of what other people have, what does that say about our relationship with God? That we don't value our relationship with him enough that we get caught up in these little piddle uh, piddly things, worrying about things, other things that people have, uh. But uh, Joseph's brothers, uh, they they wanted the favor that Joseph had. Uh, they hated him and despised him. And they conspired against him and they mocked him. Uh, uh, that is all the enemy can do is to try to cut us down um, with their words and their actions because. Uh, we have the hand of God upon our life. The favor of God is upon us. And they are jealous and envious and they cannot have it. And so uh, whatever they, they may try to do, we know that God's hand is upon our life. And as if their hate could not be increased, Joseph comes to them wearing this coat of many colors and tells them about his dreams that he had, and, uh, which obviously didn't, was added, fi- added gas to the fire Uh, 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 against them, and um, they are uh, not pleased with that. And uh, Joseph did nothing wrong, but he was hated by his brothers even more because he had a dream. And so if you have a dream or if you've been blessed by God, uh, settle it in your mind that somebody, uh, somewhere, somebody, is going to have a problem with what God wants to do in your life. Even though God can do it. all kinds of things in their life as well but uh whenever you start talking about what God wants to do in your life or the things you want to do for God there's going to be somebody out there who has a problem with that why is because they're immature and they they obviously uh they need help in prayer too but uh why are you concerned about what God's trying to do with me um uh why don't you worry about what God wants to do in you right I mean let's let's where uh, let's not get distracted by other people's uh, blessings and goals and just focus on what God is trying to do in our lives. Amen. The Bible says that we're going to have all kinds of problems here on the earth. Uh, John 16 and 33, these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so the only peace that we're going to have is in him. And the world will have tribulation, will have problems and, and people hating us and despising us. Uh, but again, you can't be going to look into the world for peace because Jesus already said, don't bother looking in the world for peace. The only peace you're going to find is going to be in me. So again, focusing on God, uh, that he is the source of it all. Uh, some of these problems will, will are going to just come to everybody, humanity. Um. Uh, Matthew 5:45 that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain upon the just and upon the unjust. Uh, and so sometimes there's things just happen, uh, not because the devil's behind it or somebody's uh, started the match, but just because uh, you know we're we're human and we're uh, we're. Vulnerable to this fallen world and the things, uh, the effects of sin. Uh, and so uh, sometimes we have tribulation and sometimes it just rains on us. Uh, and so we have to be content and look to uh, God in every situation, no matter what it is, and God's going to uh, work it out. Um, other, uh, other instances are specifically directed towards believers uh, as we know, to be sober, be vigilant, uh, Vigilant that the, your adversary the devil is a roaring liking a lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And so we know that we do have an adversary who is out there on the prowl looking to devour people and uh, devour blessings and to pull people out of the, of the truth and, and all these things. And so, yeah, we do have a target on our back, but not every arrow uh, necessarily comes from the devil sometimes. They're self inflicted wounds, and sometimes they're just because we're we're fallen, fallen human creatures, and we're subject to the rain in this world. Uh, but the problems that we find hardest to understand, the problems that we have, the hardest to cope with and overcome, are problems that we have with our own brethren and sister, sister and in the Lord. Uh, Psalms 55 says. For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide, and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. And so. Uh, this is this is what really gets at people is when it's when it's not somebody out there, when it's not a sinner, when it's not the devil, when it's not an unbeliever, but when it's when it's somebody that we we know, we love and cherish, uh, where the pain comes from. Uh, he he says that if it had been somebody, been my 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 adversary, my my enemy, I could have borne it, I could have handled it better, but it's. The person of my equal who we took counsel together. We went to the house of the Lord together. That's where the pain uh, comes from and the cuts cut the deepest. Uh, and that's what we sometimes have a trouble dealing with as Joseph, uh, I'm sure, had the deepest cuts were from his own brothers who, who cut him and, and sold him into slavery and, and, and tried to kill him. Uh, and, and so the Bible calls this type of problem offense. Um, The Greek word means it's a stumbling block, uh, something that causes one to fall, something contrary to expectation that brings disappointment or the trigger of a trap. The trigger of a trap is the offense. Uh, And so we can take up offense really easily when it comes from uh, a brother or sister in Christ because it's unexpected. We expect it from out, those out there. We expect it from the accuser of the brethren, which is Satan. But when we get accused from our own brethren, that's where it's unexpected, and it can easily trigger that trap of offense, uh, and it can cause a lot of problems. Uh, offense is like the bait in the trap. It's it's harmless until we reach out and grab it. It's harmless until we, we, we seek after it, but it is deadly once it is consumed, once we take, uh, take the bait uh, of offense, it becomes deadly to us. But yet we, we think it's deadly to them. It only affects us. Uh, it, it is a fact of human nature that the closer the relationship is, the more severe the offense. The most vicious legal battles are usually divorces. Uh, that is why problems among uh, uh, each of us can be so severe at times, it's because the relationship is really close uh, and it's unexpected that things happen. Uh, and so Joseph's brothers schemed uh, to take away his blessing and his dream. And here's the big thing about it that God allowed it all to happen. God allowed this to happen to Joseph. And here we are, this young dreamer has got all these godly dreams and visions and of great things happening. And uh, the, the favor of his father and, and the, the hand upon his life and the coat of many colors. and all. He was living his best life now until he got uh, in with his brothers. And then uh, that quickly turned for the worst. And yet God allowed it all to happen. And a lot of times uh, we all get thrown into a pit. Uh, and not everybody makes it out uh, because many people will just quit church because they ended up in a pit, and if God allowed this to happen to me, I fell in a pit, and God should have kept me out of that pit, and so I'm out, I'll show God, I'll leave church, and I'll show Him. Uh, it happens, you know people that may have got hurt or fell, fell in a pit, whatever reason it is, and God allowed it to happen for whatever reason, uh, and people... Uh, Never really come out of that pit. Um, And and so uh, uh, we know that offenses are going to come. We know that issues will happen. And uh, the deepest cuts come from uh, those that are closest to us. Uh, Jesus said it is impossible to live in this life and not have the opportunity to be offended. To live in this world and not be offended. Jesus said that's impossible. So think about that. Luke seventeen and one. Then he said unto the disciples, "It is impossible, but that offences will come. But woe to unto him through whom they come." And so uh, you're going to be offended. Jesus says you will be offended. It's impossible that you will not be offended. And, and so uh, we have the favor of God in our life, and God's blessings are evident in our life, and. We know that people will notice it out there and in, the, in here, and they may treat you unfairly because of it but, uh, and because of your walk with God or because of your dreams that you have or your coat of many colors. But it comes down to us how we are going to respond to that situation. How we are going to react when things happen. Are we going to take offense and are are we going to uh, get offended and get all bitter and bent out of shape because these things come? Um, Keep in mind that Jesus says it's going to happen. And so we should not be surprised even though that we are surprised when it does happen. Uh, Jesus says it's impossible that it won't. Uh, and so it may sound backward, but the main reason uh, for uh, people's actions many times against us is not personal. It's not really about us, but it's what's behind us. It's what's above us. It's God's hand in our life. It's God's favor in our life. Uh, and so many times it's, uh, it's directed towards God and not us, but yet we're, we're, the, we're the target because we... Have the favor of God and it, it is evident in our lives, and so people direct their their target or their frustration and anger towards us when really it can be about uh, directed about God and so that is what people get most envious and jealous about because God has blessed us with something or or we haven't experienced it as hard as they have or or God kept us out of that or or whatever the situation is uh, we can easily become the target and in reality, they could be upset at God and taking it out on us. Um, and it, it really, whether uh, it's a good good way to think about it, because if if we think it's that's God's problem, then God will handle it, right? But when we get offended, we make it our problem, and then we're going to fix it. And then God has to fix us for trying to fix His problem. But if we just let God handle it, right? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We want to we want to step in and make it about us and make it our problem. Uh, if we just let God handle it, uh, well, that's, you know, give it to God and let God handle that. He can do a much better job than we can. Then he doesn't have to handle us, right, and we get handled twice. Handled once is bad enough. Let's just leave it at that and let God uh, take care of the rest. Amen. Musicians, if you would come, uh, strong cities uh, of ancient times, they had walls around them uh, as their protection. Uh, they kept out uh, unwelcome uh, visitors, invaders, uh, they kept them out. Um, everybody was screened because you had to go through the gate. Um, those owing taxes were not allowed in until they are paid. Those considered a threat to the city's health or safety will, are, are kept out, uh, the purpose of the walls. And, and so Proverbs 18 and 19, a brother offended... Is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. And so, um, uh, imagine how hard it is, how hard it was to defeat Jericho, if you didn't have the God tearing down the walls. But uh, an offended brother is harder to be won than a conquer in a walled city. That's what Proverbs tells us. Uh, We construct walls when we are hurt. To safeguard our hearts and prevent any future wounds, we become selective and deny an entry to all that we fear will hurt us. And so we put up the walls. We try to keep people out, keep, keep uh, distances, keep people far away. Why? Because we've been hurt. And so we build up walls for safety, to keep us to keep us uh, safe. Uh, we filter out anyone uh, we think owes us something uh, we hold, uh, withhold access until they have paid their debts. We don't allow them in our life until you give us what we think you owe us. Uh, people keep a distance. We'll, we push them back. Um, but what happens is eventually our walls of protection end up becoming a prison for us. And yet we're the ones that got hurt. And yet we build all these walls and we keep everyone out. We keep on guard. We're watch, walking the walls on guard. It's a, it's a prison. And we're the, only, we're the only ones inside because we've been offended. We've been hurt. Uh, we don't allow anyone else in until they give us an apology or, or whatever, give us money or whatever. Whatever it is, uh, what happens is uh, our walls of protection that we think are protecting us end up becoming a prison to ourselves. At that point, we are not—we uh, are not only cautious about who comes in, but also uh, in terror of future injuries. We cannot venture out outside of our fortress. Uh, but if left unchecked, our walls of offense will turn into bitterness, and things can get real bad and go downhill real quick. Uh, Hebrews twelve tells us, look diligently, lest any man fail the grace of God, lest any." Root of bitterness springing up uh, trouble you, thereby may be defiled. And, and so, if roots are nursed and watered and protected uh, and fed and given attention, they will increase in depth and in strength. If it's not dealt with quickly, roots are hard to pull up. That little weed, you let it, oh, I'll get that weed next week. Well, it's a tree next week uh, because it wasn't dealt with quickly those roots grow. And it's the same thing with uh, bitterness and and offenses and things uh, strikes uh, against us and that has happened to us. Um, As the offense grows, uh, many people get corrupted uh, by what is growing. Um, uh, Somebody said bitterness is unfulfilled revenge. Bitterness is unfulfilled revenge. And so, we're not going to get revenge because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But we'll, we'll hold on to that feeling of wanting to get it. And that's just as bad, if not worse. Uh, imagine how different Joseph's story would have been if he would have yielded to the sin of offense and got offended there by his, with his brethren. But Joseph refused to let another person's sin affect his relationship with God. People to do crazy things to each other, to this world, and they may even do harmful things towards us, uh, but we cannot allow their actions to uh, infect and affect our relationship with God. And when, if we get bitter with other people for throwing us in a pit, uh, we get bitter and we get uh, vengeful and, and, and hatred towards them, then that's affecting, that's closing off the windows of heaven between our relationship with God because now we're allowing sin in our life. Uh, because of uh, we're uh, getting uh, uh, hatred and, and all these uh, bad emotions and feelings allowing them to burn up churn in our life and and so uh, imagine if Joseph uh, would have allowed that to happen and, and you say how how do we know that he didn't allow it well, uh, we can see at the end of the story when he meets his brothers uh, and they all you know come clean uh, he doesn 't have any any arrows of bitterness towards them had he had them maybe he did have it at some point but at some point he let them go and gave it all to God because when they finally came clean he he loved his brother he was not may, uh, mad at them he was not hateful at them and 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 vengeful at them and so um imagine Joseph's story how different it would be had he got bitter in that pit he lost his blessing in uh, his dreams, at least temporarily, I mean, how, how, how's your dream going to come to pass when you're in a pit? How's it going to come to pass when you're a slave or when you're in prison? Uh, and so those things uh, weren't there evident in his life. But still, he had the right to choose his response, and he chose to let, not let anything get between him and God, and, and keep his heart clean, keep his spirit clean. Uh, and and do the right thing. Uh, Genesis 50 and 20, uh, if you stand with me today. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is today to save much people alive. Uh, there's going to be many people out there that are going to do evil against us. And we can either get caught up in that act, in that evil, get caught up in the pit, Or we can let God figure it out and work it out and say, God, they've meant evil to me, but God, I know you can turn that situation around and you can make it into good somehow. I can't make it, turn it into good. When I get involved, it gets a lot worse. More blood gets spilt, more anger and tempers rise when I get involved and I try to fix it. Uh, But if I let God uh, handle it, he can turn it around and make that situation end up being good for me. And that's what I want. I want the, we all want the good for us individually, right? Uh, and so the only way that's going to happen is if we let God handle the situations and give it over to them. Amen. But what happens is we often assign blame. Well, if it weren't for him or her, if it wasn't for this, then I, maybe I would, I would go over here or do that or be able to do that. My, my disappointment is their fault. But absolutely, no man or devil can get you out of the will of God, the only one who can get us out of that is our own selves. The devil can try all he wants, but he can't pull you out of the hand of God. He can't get, ha- cancel out God's will, uh, but he can get us all upset and bitter about being in the pit or about somebody doing something to me, and I can get all bitter, and I can quit quit God and quit church and all do that. And, and ultimately, uh, the devil may be smiling, but I'm the one who pulled the trigger, Right? I'm the one who did that to myself. Uh, and so forgiveness is the only cure for offense. When we forgive, we release the power of God to bring good out of a bad situation. And we know that we've been in many bad situations, and we'll probably be in bad situations in the future. But hey, just letting God uh, handle it all and not responding and reacting with bitterness and hatred and anger uh, can, can allow God to work in our lives and in a situation. Why would God give Joseph a dream and then to allow all of these things to happen to him? Why would, he, why would God do that? Because Joseph wasn't ready to blast off on that rocket straight up to see his dream come to pass. The dream that he had... It was, it was going to happen, but uh, maybe Joseph thought, hey, it's going to happen soon. I'm going right up and right straight up to my dream. And God says, you're not ready to go on that. You're not ready for your dream to come to pass. Uh, you're not ready for that to get on that rack, rocket. What would have happened had Joseph, the day after his dream, went down to Egypt and tried to become the ruler? He would have been killed and, because Joseph would have been trying to go straight up. Uh, instead of accelerating on the runway of life, he would not have been ready. He would not have been prepared because the timing would not have been correct. And his dream would have become a nightmare all because he thought he was going to work it out to his best timing, his ability, and, and ha- put his hands on the situation. If he would have followed God's flight plan, he would arrive just in time, prepared, ready to go, and the whole dream would unfold with with blessings and abundance and all of these things. Uh, And so, yeah, it took a while for Joseph's dream to come to pass, and oftentimes the runway for liftoff is not always clear. Sometimes you're out there on the runway just waiting, waiting for it to clear up, a bunch of pits and potholes along the way, and Joseph was ready to go But the timing wasn't ready for God. Um, And he didn't stand up and make a scene on the plane. He didn't speak negatively. He didn't uh, uh, get upset with the pilots or those around him, the the stewardess and all those people or or those next to him or those who offended him. Uh, Joseph uh, just sat peaceably on the runway uh, and, and kept his spirit right, kept his mind right with God, kept the things out of his heart that shouldn't be in there. And eventually, when the timing was right, Joseph lifted off, and God's plan came to uh, pass, and he saw it uh, in his, with his own eyes. It wasn't the greatest runway, but with the hand of God and God's favor, Joseph was able to take off and to soar into the heights and the dreams uh, that God, has, uh, that God given, had given him. And God has given you and I dreams and, and goals and aspirations and things that we want to do in life. And and many times we just want to go straight up with a rocket and say, God, we're ready to go now. But but oftentimes God says, hey, we got. there's a process to this. I know what I'm doing. And, and maybe we're on the tarmac and we're re- getting ready to lift off. But that doesn't mean it's, you're getting lift off right away. Sometimes you have to sit on the, the runway for a little bit for things to clear up. But we know that God's going to work all things out. right <laughs> back a good according to His purpose, according to those that are called. Amen. And we know that we may be on the run right now, but eventually we're going to take off. We may be in a pit right now, but hey, this is not the end for us. We're going to be lifted up out of there. We may be thrown into a dungeon or a, or a prison right now, and it feels like our dreams are all gone, but hey, one day there's coming a day where those doors are going to open, and the engines are going to uh, going to ramp up, and we're going to lift off, and we're going to see the things come to pass that God has given us and we just need to hold on with the right spirit and right attitude and keep on trusting and believing in God and we're gonna see those things come to pass amen you believe that with me we know that God's got great things in store come on let's worship the Lord tonight let's give him thanks let's cry out to him hallelujah Jesus help us Lord along the way